stupid spoiler. Please be advised. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Well, everybody, it's time for a spoiler app number 46, X-Men Apocalypse. X-Men Apocalypse. And this episode is brought to you by our friends at Touch of Modern. Oh. Touchofmodern.com. It's great. It's a bunch of curated items. They change all the time. So you got to make sure you, if you like something, you got to get it right away. There's no... There's no fee to join. There's no pressure. There's no, no one will come to your house. No, it's not. <laughs> they're not the Church of Latter Day Saints no. of websites. No, so um, uh, it's really cool. And Father's Day is coming up. They've got all these cool uh, gifts for dads. You want to take advantage of as well. Yeah, I got my my bike shoes came in the mail, and I rode them. I used them the other day. How they do? Love them. Yeah, they're like mm-hmm. cool looking, like skateboards. So they're actually cool looking. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're shaped like claws, right? Yeah, sure. They're talents. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, I got a, well, one's a cloven hoof and yeah. one's a talon. It's That's pretty a, cool. Whatever foot you want to put yeah. it on. Uh, but they sell that at Touch of Modern. They sell uh, talons and hooves. Oh, that's great. Bike um, hooves. Bike hooves. It's, th- th- yeah, I love this site because there's always cool stuff. I have already gotten, um, since we've used these guys as a sponsor, a toothbrush sterilization travel pl- pet kit. Wow, I didn't a, even see that. That sounds great. It's a toothbrush holder that mm. you plug in, and then it, it does UV light that sterilizes your toothbrush. Oh, wow. So it doesn't get all laden. Funky. With, yeah, funky with <laughs> demons and whatever. Uh, I have a pair of uh, sort of athletic kind of soccer pant things. That's what they're designed. There's like soccer training pants. I wear them to cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten a solar-powered uh, battery pack thing that you can you leave out in the sun, and then you can charge your... your Devices. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's great. I love it. Got an artwork, flatware. I've yeah. gotten some really cool stuff. I was looking there now. They have like this really cool little bioluminescent dinosaur where it's... Um, uh, it's really neat. It's one of those things that I've seen before. Occasionally, they bring stuff back when it's really popular. You know, it's like algae or bacteria or something where it charges during the day and then at night it like glows because it's. What? But it's alive. It's like a tiny little aquarium. Uh, it looks really cool. Um, so there's all sorts of stuff that you didn't know you needed or wanted until you see it on touchofmodern.com. They got inflatable paddle boards. It's cool. Yeah, they got that's something. There's iPhone cases. Always some Star Wars artwork for sure. Mm-hmm. No matter what week it is, there's going to be Star Wars artwork. Always great, um, uh, like cell phone cases and stuff, and chargers, earphones. You know. Oh, some great high end uh, earbuds in there too. Really great high end earbuds. Um, cool, or really cool bike stuff. They always got mm-hmm. cool bike stuff. They got cool shoes. It's just a, it's a nice. It's a nice man store. It's a nice online yeah. man you got, store. You got nothing to lose by just checking it out. Touchamodern.com. Um, all right. So let's talk about X Men. Let's talk about X Men. Just to be clear for anyone who's new to this, this is so this is a spoiler app. What we do is we talk about the whole movie, the ending, key points to it. So if you haven't seen this movie and you don't want it ruined or spoiled, then, mm-hmm. then uh, don't listen. Yes. <laughs> Watch the movie, then come back. Watch the movie, then come back. Okay. So we talked about this uh, a little bit on the regular episode. Yes. We were both sort of... Lukewarm about lukewarm this Lukewarm about it. We didn't hate it. There were no, some fun uh, aspects to it. Yeah, I know. think my favorite was still the uh, the Quicksilver um, sequence. I really loved that sequence. I thought it was creative. 
interesting. And what I loved about it, too, is, you know, when we have Rick Myers on and he talks about martial arts, where he says that the um, people fight the, the best martial arts movies, people fight in their personality. Right. Well, I thought the Quicksilver effects matched his like personality like what he was doing the way the effects kind of complemented that i'm like oh, i want to see more of that in this movie i thought it, it meshed and blended so well well so cool because they're blowing up dr xavier's school yes and professor so, professor <laughs> phd yeah he's got a doctor he's a PhD. Yeah. you could call him doctor come on now yeah <laughs> um so uh so they're blowing up the school mm-hmm. and um Everyone's rushing to get out, and Quicksilver comes in and slows down time and grabs everybody. Right. Which you're right. They showed you, they used the technology to show you what his superpower was. Yes. Because he's sitting there, and I don't know that much about his his mm-hmm. character. So I'm like, what's he just sitting around? Does he just want everyone to die? Mm-hmm. No, this is what he stops time, and then he just, it was so cool right. how he then picks people up. Yep, because he's going so fast, it looks like everyone else has has stopped. It's, uh, you know, it's Marvel's Flash. Yeah, it's Marvel's Flash. (laughs) But, like, you know, he's doing stuff, so the the whole school's going to explode, and he has to save everyone in that Mm -hmm. school. So he throws up a giant, like, flags or bed sheets. I'm like, what the hell is that? And then... And then it speeds up into real time, and these people come flying out, and they hit, and they're like, "Oh, right. he it's caught a slide. It's a slide. Yeah. That's, how they, that's how they're not gonna, yeah, get killed." It's, it was so cool how he did that in his sort of his character's playfulness. Yes, because he's so like, "Yeah, I'm the fastest guy in the world, so mm-hmm. I can do whatever I want." And I'll don't worry, I'll save you from your little blow up, which yep. is like, <laughs> which is which is so. And he he's Magneto's son, which we knew. Mm-hmm. He's Magneto's son, and he's a punk kid. He's playing video right. games in the basement, and his mom's like, "Honey." You know, mm-hmm. your dad is out blowing shit up again. And right. he's, you know, um, so let's talk about the ending, though. The yes. ending of the whole film. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the ending? Well, the ending was inevitable. I mean, there, when you set up a mutant that's going to destroy the world, right. or take over the world, I should say, he was going to take over the world and destroy all of, you know, man's creations. Right. Uh, he has to be stopped and destroyed, and then uh, the world is saved. There's not. There's not a lot of wiggle room for what is actually going to happen. Uh, so it was a matter of how it would play out. But it played out in such a basic way. Mutants fight. They save, you know, the world. And then it's, you know, they beat the the giant bad guy. But, I, again, I thought there was an opportunity now with Magneto, who was underutilized. And also, he was underdeveloped, which is so weird to say because he was so much more developed than, you know, the previous films. Um, everything kind of got glossed over. Like it, 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 everything, I feel like this movie got dumbed down from some of the other films. Like Magneto in First Class is a he sees his mother killed right in front of him. It haunts him. He you know he gets um, mixed up with the wrong mutants. <laughs> right, but, and, uh, but but that, but that's but a you great... see the conflict in them. You see, you, it makes sense why he would go there, and Complete. it makes sense, yeah, why he would have trouble, you know, Com- siding on the side of uh, Charles Xavier. He completely explains why he doesn't trust humans. Right. He's like, they think we're assholes, so fuck them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I totally get that. Like, we right. get these special powers. Why are we right. worried what they think? Right, yeah, and... <laughs> 
and it gets it gets to this thing where I no I I get it I get that now but now you know he's living in seclusion of course his family is going to get killed you know uh, it would have been more interesting where oh god forbid one of these characters would actually have to come to the decision on their own not have a family member die to right. push them one direction or another so it always feels like everything's in too neat of a bow like like well this now this character has no choice this is of course this is what's going to happen yeah i mean the scene and I think it's. I think it. It sort of speaks to the, the where the movie sort of sh- falls short. The individual scenes. There's some cool individual scenes. The yes. individual scene where, um, they kill his wife and child mm-hmm. by kind of a blunder. Yes. Um, these guys show up. They're not carrying any metal, so they right. know he's Magneto now. Right. Because um, he saved someone at this iron plant. Right. Um, and then how he in a rage kills everybody was really, it was interesting the way they did that. And again, they, they did what they, what you just talked about with silver streak is, um, they use the technology to show how he would, he has one little piece of metal. Right. And he, that's all he needs. It's all he needs. And he throws it so fast. It slits everybody's throat. Right. In like a nanosecond. Mm-hmm. And you go, wow, right. that's cool. That's why Magneto is so, powerful yeah that's why people are so scared of him yeah and why he's so dangerous why he's so dangerous but again you didn't need to it was so like like you said they just oh it's like that the 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 first batman movie where they made the joker there's the one that killed right bruce wayne's parents and it's like you don't need that you just that would have been you're right it would have been so much more interesting because they have further discussions obviously uh, Professor Xavier, PhD. Uh, <laughs> you know, he. There's some good scenes towards the end of the movie and throughout the movie where he is trying to convince Magneto, "Hey, come on the good side. Come right. on the good side." And by now, we're like, we're just tired of it. Like, oh my god, he already. How many people does he have to murder in front of you? Right. Like he's lost. He's yeah. lost. Now it's time. You need to just fight him. Yeah. That's that's it. Uh, like it wasn't even just all those, it was, it was the, um, cops in the forest. But then at the end it was, didn't, wasn't he leveling whole cities at that point? Yeah. You know, and you're like, all right, come back. I'm like, no, he's, he's gone. This is it. And, uh, so you, you really think like if we hadn't seen that and done better, uh, it, done in a better way in the last couple movies, it probably would have had a little more meaning, uh, but now it just it just didn't for me because I've seen it and I've seen it done better. And also, it's like it's how many times are we going to see the exact same thing over and over and have him be conflicted about it? He's not clearly he's not conflicted right. about it. Um, again, it would have been more interesting to see maybe Magneto was living in seclusion. He got on the run with his family, but then he gets seduced by a powerful mutant and says, "Oh yeah, you know what? You're right. Why am I? I'm, I am going to make this choice." Because some of the scenes individually of uh, Oscar Isaac, who plays, you know, uh, Apocalypse. Yes. um, And when he's recruiting, the way in which he recruits and how you see he he does seduce people to the dark side. Uh And and he's like, you feel disenfranchised. Everyone doesn't respect you or they think Mm -hmm. you're a freak and a weirdo. Look at what you should have. And you have these... uh you have these parallels in religion, obviously, too. It's like, well, is he the savior or is he the antichrist? Both are charismatic leaders and, you know, you follow the, you know, you're going to follow the wrong one, but it's a seduction to evil. 
And mm-hmm. that's, again, there's, there's all these if, interesting uh, aspects of it that are just completely glossed over. Like, you know, Psylocke, why don't you just come with me? Okay. You know, right. like, we don't even know anything about her. What, what, nothing. Just, all right, she's coming with her. And Angel's another one. Angel's got a rich backstory. And it's like, well, we find him in a fight club. And all right, I'll repair your wings and let's go. That was so. kind of interesting, you know, like always in this fight club and, and, Angel's like, you got to fight me, he says to um, the blue devil. Oh, uh, oh um, Nightcrawler. Yeah, he mm-hmm. says to Nightcrawler, you got to fight me, otherwise they're going to kill us. Kill us both, yeah. Kill us both. And, they're, and it's like, oh, God, they're in this like East Berlin fight club yeah, or yeah. whatever. And that's interesting. But again, I felt like so many of these things, I've seen them in an X-Men movie yes. before. We, I've mm-hmm. seen Wolverine, Barbara, you know, cash fighting. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. saw Wolverine do this. I right. saw... The like nobody respects us, so I just got to mm-hmm. live. You know, the, I've seen all all I've seen mutants right. living in the shadows and living in the in the subculture of the world mm-hmm. because they have to because they're ostracized, yes, and outlawed. And I just felt like I was sort of replaying. I was like, oh, I remember this from those first ones fifteen years ago. Right. And also, it's weird casting too, like because you have kind of like a mix of actors and. Uh, actresses that are some have been in the older movies some have right. been of them have been in all of them like you know Hugh Jackman now that makes sense because Wolverine you never know really how old he is and he doesn't age so that right. kind of makes sense but also when you're kind of changing timelines and changing characters and stuff you're like well wait this character is the same are you saying that this is the same Wolverine from these other movies or is this a different Wolverine like it gets a little kind of um complicated yeah. I guess and that's why I thought that line in Deadpool was so funny when he goes uh these timelines are so confusing <laughs> yeah I know Deadpool yeah yeah <laughs> because that's really what it is I'm like all right well this is Jean Grey is younger I get that and then he falls in love with Jean Grey later right um so but there's there's a lot of like like it's interesting to see like it, it's a unique area of where they're only retconning certain things like they're changing some past but not like but not all like you know storm definitely they kind of messed around with her calendar with her character from the uh the origins of the original x-men movies and, and comics but you know they don't mess around with wolverine too much like you know he was weapon x he was experimented on and, and that's the other thing i thought i thought that was a wasted cameo if you're gonna put wolverine in the movie i mean basically he was a mindless beast slaughtering everyone and then you know gene gray mind melded with him for a few seconds and then he went out off into the woods so I, I really think, like, when you look at a cameo, like how cool the Spider-Man cameo was in Civil War, I know they were trying to kind of copy that a little bit. Like, oh, we got to put a cool cameo in. But it it didn't feel the same at all. It really, like, I wasn't even excited to see uh, Wolverine just slaughter a bunch of people and then run off into the woods. I'm like, well, I don't, this this doesn't really do, I don't know. It was like, I, why why is this even here then? Yeah, and I think it was sort of a wasted opportunity. It could have been, you could have had Wolverine kind of weigh in on his opinion right. of which side we should be on. Mm-hmm. And and as I said in the regular episode, I feel He's been like on the run for years he's because he's, years. you know, um, we don't, again, we don't know how old he is in World War II and, mm-hmm. you know, he would have some unique perspective on it. And you want to talk about a character that's conflicted about this. Right. You know, and has the conflict within himself because look what they did to me, and, right? And mm-hmm. all of this stuff. Um, but also, I kind of part of me wants to do the right thing, mm-hmm. 
you know, and maybe Magneto has gone too far off the reservation and he's just, you can't save him. Right. Um, so yeah, it was just sort of felt like they, they're sort of tacked on a Wolverine scene in there. Um, now I will say I did see it on Thursday night with the fanboys, mm -hmm. and oh my god, this this was absolutely this was worth the price of admission. At the end, when uh, they're all fighting Apocalypse, and Jean Grey goes Phoenix, mm -hmm. and uh, now that supposedly is a uh, if you go back to some of the comics, it's a entity that kind of shares the body with. There's all sorts of mm -hmm. stuff going on, and then she becomes Dark Phoenix and a villain. But uh, when she starts uh, her special effect, when she, you start to see that phoenix form, there's a guy in the middle of the theater stood up and went, yeah, and started clapping. <laughs> and then sat back down. I'm like, yeah, now that guy's a fan. Yeah. <laughs> so, but there, like, there were some cool moments in that. But again, this movie lacked, re lacked a frame of reference for it. Like, I thought that was a really cool thing about the relationship between Charles Xavier and, you know, Rose Byrne's CIA agent. Right. And giving her her memory back at the end that they actually cared for each other and they went through all these things together. Um, hey, maybe do that earlier in the movie so we could see the repercussions of that and uh, what the response would be to both of them and would the relationship continue or what, what would happen with, you know, there's all sorts of things that just kind of, or like, well, let's do the neatest, simplest thing, and but that's not as interesting. Make it messier. Yeah, I think too that was that was kind of what I wanted to see more of. I feel it was the kind of movie like as I watched it, I was having I was having an okay time, and yeah. I left and went, "That's cool." And then, like as is the case sometimes, we talk about it. The more I talk about, it, I go, "Man, you know, like yeah, I wish it would have had a little yeah. more because." Right. So the very, I mean, again. The the Charles Xavier giving Rose Byrne her memory back so that they can fall in love again, and he said, you know, I never should have done that. Yes, great, great moment. That's great, and it is, mm -hmm. and that is a cool way of referencing a past yeah. film, right? And it's also, again, it goes to the fact that all those emotional moments happened in other movies. <laughs> now we're just referencing it here. We're trying to create our own, but again, it's based on something in another film. So, you know, give me a moment like that that's organic to this film. And that was the problem, I think. It, yeah. it just, just the, the, the fight scene in the end where, and then some people started to see, oh, the apocalypse is bad. Yeah. Maybe I should help. Yeah, now then everyone turns on apocalypse. Everyone turns on apocalypse. Okay, that was kind of cool. So this mm -hmm. is the thing that unifies the X-Men to become the X-Men again. Right. Um, uh, you know, except... Um, Psylocke. Psylocke, yeah, she went um, off on her own. She went off on her own to go find some dialogue. Yeah, to go find a, <laughs> a script that actually had yeah. something for her to do. Um, yeah, that was sort of so many of those characters that were on the dark side. I wanted to know more about them, and as you've said, we 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 didn't. It was such right. a, it was such a uh, a missed opp opportunity. Even like uh, who is it, Angel? Uh, the angel character, we didn't, you know, no. we didn't see that much of him. Mm -hmm. And I almost felt like, you know, we sort of, I sort of got lost in trying to keep track of everything a little bit more. Yeah. Well, there was, there's a lot of characters and when there's a lot of characters with, you know, not a lot to do, then it, it just becomes like, well, why are there so many people on screen at this time? Yeah. I mean, it's not easy to do. I mean, you look at like the you know, the Marvel movies and 
uh, the Avengers movies. And when you have, and even Civil War, you have that many characters on screen. It's a lot. It's a lot, it's a lot to deal with. But what the Marvel... <laughs> Uh, movies did so smartly a lot of these characters had their own movies first before we put them all together so they're established a little bit more now the x-men movies you you always have like it is it is technically there are marvel characters it's just but they're not but fox you know so they're separate still um but there might be i wouldn't be surprised if they're starting to have sony type discussions (laughs) to put them together yeah so i really think that um you know, with X-Men, they they have a different formula because they have so many mutants to choose from. They have uh, basically your core that they kind of work in or whatever on various ages that they, they do. And then they have the ones that they start to kind of work in uh, periodically and whether they return or not, maybe, who knows? Like I heard there's rumor of like there's going to be a, a separate Gambit movie. I mean, I, I don't know. A lot of times stuff gets... Um, announced like in development like there's already they're announcing suicide squad spinoffs but guess what if suicide squad doesn't do well they're gonna get canned those talks are gonna end yeah yeah those talks are gonna end. so you know there's a lot of stuff in development and but you know we'll see what actually makes it to the theater i don't want to seem like i i i hated this film so no not at all some some stuff that was cool like uh, this young actor ty sheridan um who i believe is in the movie mud and he plays uh cyclops mm-hmm He's a really uh, strong um, young actor, mm-hmm. and he, uh, yeah, he was in he was in Mud. Right. Um, he's a strong young actor, and I did like this Cyclops storyline in the film. I like how they introduced him as this kid who, like, all he can't control it. Can't control it. He's afraid of hurting people. Mm-hmm. The scene where he's introduced to to uh, Professor Xavier, and they give him a target to hit, and he destroys this old tree and the way right. that's a great scene where he's like that my father planted that yeah it's my favorite tree it was my favorite tree and he's like am i expelled no you're enrolled yeah. <laughs> and and that and that's a cool aspect of these x-men movies and this one did it well too of when you come to the school of the gifted you're you're not a freak anymore right which mm-hmm. is such a theme of like you're a teenager, you feel like a weirdo and right, an outcast exactly. and all mm-hmm. that stuff, and now you're. I mean, we. I remember feeling that just as as a comedian, as an artist, like when I was living in Chicago and was making my living as a stand up comic, it was cool, and there was this pool of young comics, but for the most part, you were an outsider. Right. Nobody, none of your regular friends back in Philly or Chicago yeah. had were stand up comics, and then you come to. LA and while it's a little crazy at first and there's an adjustment period eventually i was like i one of the reasons i loved i still love living here is everyone's got horrifying problems yeah everyone's a mutant (laughs) everyone's a freak (laughs) and 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 no one you know everyone's a freak we're all freaks with a weird superpower yeah you know, we all have horrifying problems and weird backgrounds and childhoods or whatever and weird proclivities or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, this guy's really funny or, or she's yeah. an amazing singer or comic mm-hmm. or whatever. And everyone has these uh, these amazing, amazing abilities. You kind yeah, of, it's an artist commune. It is. It is. <laughs> LA is one giant artist yeah. commune with a bunch of fucking broken weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that that moment and how they handled it with, with Cyclops. And I think, again, Ty Sheridan did a really good job of showing this yes. sort of confusion and the vulnerability right and the and the like i'm the 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 self-hatred a little bit of i must Mm -hmm. be is there something's wrong with me right and and also the feeling of like is this all there is going to be for me i'm never going to be normal i'm never going to fit in right you know there's there's no place for me and 
you know, I, I liked all those things, and those things get explored too. But they're um, but they're always interesting. They're always right. interesting to see and watch. And you know, Cyclops is also a, a uh, kind of like a staple of X Men. I mean, I think right. I'm sure Brett Radner killed him in the third movie. But they even reference how bad that movie is in this right. movie, which was awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, it was weird. It was it was the kind of thing. Like I said, we, we didn't hate it. It was just lukewarm on it. Like it was it was decent. It was fun. There was it, it like it wasn't like oh my god, I can't believe they ruined that. It was, I wasn't it was huffing just, and puffing. In no, the not at all. It was more like well, it was okay. I mean, I just would have liked a little bit more. I think too because the bar had been set a little higher. Like even Days of Futures Past was really um, interesting. I like that one better than this one as well. I mean, one of the things too is the villain. Like we were talking about, like Apocalypse. When you have an all powerful being like he is you know there's not too many places you could go but there were signs of where it could be interesting like we we're talking about on the regular episode you know if he feels like these are his children literally if he's god and these are his children like he would feel responsible for them and uh, he would feel really bad if he wasn't there for them like for magneto like when he was in the concentration camp when his mother right. got killed like uh, there was that moment where like it, it like it looked sincere like he really felt that way like yeah i'm your god but i wasn't there i was asleep and but now i'm here now and that's that's another that's another great individual scene where mm-hmm. he brings yeah. magneto to the concentration right. camp and says that kind of apologizes yeah like that was really inter- interesting because when has a a supervillain said, "Hey, I'm sorry, I wasn't right. there for you." Right, exactly. You know, in a very sort of a paternal way. Right. You know, mm-hmm. um, and it was also powerful because all of the other X Men characters, they cast it as, as kids, like teenagers yeah. or early twenties, just figuring out their powers. Like the kid Cody Smith uh, McPhee, who played, um, uh, I just had it. Um, I'm blanking. Uh, there's, there's too many names to, to remember. Who <laughs> played mm-hmm. Nightcrawler? Yes. Uh, he had some great scenes um, of acting and showing his his the, the emotion of his character underneath all this prosthetic right. blue. Yeah, and um, I don't know if they'll explore this. Mystique and Nightcrawler related. Mm. So I don't know if that'll actually get explored in the uh, in the movies as well. But you know, the other thing is like Scarlet Witch is Quicksilver's sister. And right. also Magneto, so you don't, you know, she's too busy in, you know, Civil War. Right. <laughs> well, that's why I think that, I think somebody, when gets said, I think they were right. I think that's why they killed Quicksilver in uh, um, uh, the last Avengers movie, because they didn't, cause he was also still in the uh, uh, Fox movies. Well, th- but, but that's that. So there were some great one-on-one scenes w- w- with Nightcrawler. And again, I want to go back to that, um, the scene at the concentration camp. And then he teaches Magneto, who's he's an adult, yeah, and teaches him. Um, it's almost like a dad coming back to an adult child and saying, "When you were a kid, I kind of dropped the ball, but now I'm here." Yeah, and teaches him how to find. There's metal in the soil, and right. you can control anything. He amplifies everyone's power. Yeah, which mm-hmm. was like wow. Right, and and let's go back then to um, talk about Mystique. Now I understand why they recast that because it was Re- Rebecca Romaine Stamos. We only ever saw her in blue. Like we, it wasn't that character. And then, well, here comes Jennifer Lawrence, who's a really fine actress right. and, and is now a, a mega star. Her scenes were cool. And again, the, the young kids look up to you because right. you showed them they didn't have to be ashamed to be mm-hmm. a mutant. 
And those scenes are really cool. And Jennifer Lawrence is 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 a gifted enough actress that she can really show the heart and the intensity of it. I yes. think, you know, kind of the, what we're both saying is we wanted more right. of that, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, and, and if you cut 15, 20 minutes out of the movie, I don't think I would have. Yeah, of just teleporting, 15, right. 20 minutes of teleporting different places and picking up mutants yeah. like a teleport mutant bus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A little less yeah. mutant public yeah. transpo. And yeah. No, I'm not saying Olivia Munn, don't cut any of her posing scenes. Right. I'm saying they're just the teleportation. <laughs> I know. I, I wanted, I was so excited Olivia Munn uh, was in this film because she's really, you know, came up doing, she's not a stand-up comic, but she's sort of a comedic actress and was very mm. funny on that G4 show. Yeah. And she's cast in a lot of comedy movies. This was like her getting to be, and she's a, she's a nerd, you know, she's mm-hmm. a comic nerd. So, um, I was a little like, man, they just, I mean, yeah, the outfit looked like the outfit from the, from the comics, but it was very much just a lot about her cleavage and sitting yeah. there. And I was <laughs> yes. like, well, give her some action, give her some Give lines. him something to do. Yeah. Like, l- why doesn't she, when everyone else turns against Apocalypse at the end of the movie, why didn't she? I would like right. to have heard why. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, why she's like, fuck that. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm my own, I'm not whatever. Yeah, um, I'm not an X man. Yeah, I'm not an X man. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Um, so, and um, oh, I want to talk about the scene where they're all imprisoned with uh, Colonel uh, William Stryker. Colonel Kurtz. Colonel Kurtz. Yeah. <laughs> so this guy was just, and he's played by Josh Hellman, who just always looks like a fucking bad guy. Mm-hmm. I was a little like, they're like, oh, Colonel Stryker. You have to Google. He's got a big history in the Marvel universe. Yeah, he's got a lot of stuff. But also, it, again, it like it it goes back to uh, like, well, where are we going with this? Is, this is just some long way to get a Wolverine cameo in here. Well, that, this- was my, that was my problem. Like, I understand that Colonel Stryker has a long history in the Marvel universe, yeah. but I felt like they were just sort of dropping these things in right without giving us more. Yeah, like I. And I know, and you don't need it. And the other thing too is, I, I'm hoping we get a bit of a course correct where, with these films and the Marvel ones too, less is more. We don't need a hundred cameos. We don't need a hundred characters in each movie. You know, concentrate on your core right. and do interesting things with them. Right. Um, so I learned so much more about the people in Civil War in the Avengers in Civil War than I did about the mutants in this apocalypse. Right. Exactly. Film. And that's that's where I like. We both feel a little. It was it was wanting a little a little more. Yeah, it, I mean, this whole movie was just leading up to a big fight at the end, and that's where we knew it was going. We knew we were going to get there, and the only thing that I was surprised at is that uh, the trailer makes you think it's just explosion after explosion after explosion. It isn't. It's really it's just a lot of running around and recruiting, and then at the end you get some um, mutant fighting, although not nearly not even as much as I thought there would be. Like there was, it was more just showing the destruction of everything now there is one really interesting scene here again and i think it got halfway there like apocalypse takes control of all the the nuclear arsenal right and it's freaking everyone out but he doesn't use it to actually destroy all of man's creations he uses magneto for that but i think it would have been a little quicker to use the nukes (laughs) but uh all right so be it he wants to get rid of him I, i thought him sending all the nukes into space wouldn't like Xavier and a couple of people be kind of like a little conflicted about that? Like, well, you know what? Let him do that. Why are we trying to stop that? 
let him, you know, that's, that's actually, that wouldn't hurt. It was such, it was such a little bit of a MacGuffin for me because they, I was like, oh, he's not blowing the world up. He's taking away their power so he can then go, okay, now what? And I was like, this is intriguing. And then that, that they just sort of disregarded that. Right. It was uh-huh. such a big pot. And it was like, mm-hmm. wow. You're taking away the world's weapons. Hey, humans. Yes. Now what? Yeah, exactly. I took your big gun away from you. Yep. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You can't kill me. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and and we're going to, you know. And it was never made clear, too, is were nuclear weapons even a threat to apocalypse? Would, that, would those have even hurt them? It like, was just, a, it was, a, again, it was another big thing they introduced that they didn't sort of use enough correctly and didn't, by not explaining enough. Right. Mm-hmm. And that was sort of the problem with it. Yeah. So. So it is, it's a fun, it's a fun you know, summer movie. popcorn, yeah, f- summer movie. There's, there's not a lot where you'll go, that was ridiculous and horrible. They didn't get the characters enough. It was more just, it was lighter. It was, uh, a lot of stuff was, think of it more of glossed over than really made incorrect or or done i think if you're an x-men purist you'll still like it yeah i think so i don't think you need to see it in 3d no mm -mm. but you should see it on the big screen yeah it's definitely a big screen movie especially towards the end there's and uh, the quick silver scene alone is worth watching on a big screen that's fantastic yeah it's really good and actually and then and that scene where um at the concentration camp where magneto gets his power and figures out how to use the earth. How to use yeah. the earth for everything. That was pretty... That was cool, too. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a couple cool scenes in there. It's, it's Yeah, so there's some stuff to like, but again, it's it's kind of... It, it's in the middle. It's yeah. it's not horrible, but it's not it's not the best, either. Yeah. It's not Civil War, and it's not Batman. Superman. Right, exactly. It's right in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's it. Uh, X-Men, spoiler up, uh, spoiler up number 46. Go to touchamodern.com, and of course, lapodfest.com, September 23rd through the 25th. Uh, we will be uh, having the world premiere of Earbuds uh, next week. Um, this week. Well, actually, this week. This mm-hmm. Saturday, uh, June 4th at the Roxy Theater um, as part of the SF San Francisco Doc Fest. And uh, Tuesday night, June 7th. That night screening, I think, is 9. And the Saturday, the four, June 4th, is I think is 4, 4.15. It's in the afternoon, yeah. Um, but you can go to the Roxy Theater's website and see it. You can also go to SF Doc Fest, uh's website and see it. And you can see it on all of our social media. We posted yep. all the tour dates. It's we'll on, see you this weekend. We'll if see you're you this coming. weekend. If you're in San Francisco, can't wait to see you. Um my name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han, Han shot first. <laughs>